0: Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. I'm your host, Calder S. Howdy Howdy, let's get rowdy. <laughs> Dial H for Heroclix this is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day. Get all your latest Heroclix singles and seal products at CoolStuffInc.com. Hello guys, once again, it's called the NASA Sexy Ranch Hand, uh, back in the studio, but Chris is still gone, I know, it's a Christmas on Infinite Earths, but instead, joining me in the studio is Dial H listener, Zachary Hooligan.
1: Hey guys, how's it going? Happy to be here, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, Zach. It is a pleasure to have you on. So today, guys, we're going to start off with what made us happy this week, and then we are going to go ahead and do an interview with Zach and know a little bit more about the man the myth, the hooligan, if I'm allowed to say that, Zach. So what made me happy this week, just to get out of the way really quick, was, and it's the reason we're recording on, like, a Tuesday, uh, I was gone at Arizona. There was an Ace Comic-Con this weekend. It was tons of fun. I could bore you guys with millions of stories. But the most important one is I got to meet Charlie Cox, which is really sweet. Also, uh, for wrestling fans out there, got an autograph from Becky Lynch. Uh, once again, no one will know who she is unless uh, you're a wrestling fan. But it was really cool. Everybody was, like, super cool. Uh, Tom Hiddleston was there. You know, got dress up as Captain America, Daredevil, uh, even John Cena for a day. Not that I look anything like John Cena, but still. Uh, but it was overall, it was a great time. Uh, so, Zach, may Jack be sweet. oh
1: the biggest thing, honestly, is I got up a little bit early this morning, and I got to watch the new Spider-Man Homecoming teaser trailer, and ooh, boy, am I excited. Ooh, I yeah. cannot wait to see the movie. Um, I was uh, very happy to see that they're going to be giving some love to my boy uh, Mysterio, and I think Jake Hall was
0: a good casting for that.
1: And, uh, yeah, man, I'm super pumped.
0: Well, he's not Bruce Campbell, but uh, I'll take <laughs> it. I'll take That's it. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, but all right, so since we got what made us happy this week, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the interview and watch as I don't have the interview questions pulled up right in front of me. I know legas, but here we are. So, Zach, you want to go ahead and tell me how and when did you get into Heroclix?
1: All right, well, I started playing Heroclix in about 2013. Um, I was a big magic guy and had grown a little stagnant. The, um, you know, just the environment and some of the play style and stuff like that. Plus, magic was getting quite expensive. So I, uh, I was looking for other games. A friend suggested Tabletops. I've always been a big fan of tabletop. So we looked at um, Warhammer, and then when I saw the price tag on that, I was like, absolutely not. So I'm a big comic book fan. I've been reading comic books since I was three. And, like, have you heard of Hero mm-hmm. books?" And I said no. So we gave it a shot. And uh, I've been going hard ever since. My very first event was month one of Fear Itself.
0: That's a great time to get started, though. That really is. It was. Uh, you know, you didn't have to relearn Pink Powers. It just, it just sort of happened right there. They're all part of the game. I I love that. Uh, dude, Fear Itself was fun for those who got to play in it. Uh, honestly. Oh, sorry. I'm go, sorry. Go for it. No.
1: I was saying, honestly, the thing that kept me coming back is the community of Heroclix players, you know, like the gentleman who taught me how to play basically, like didn't just stomp me into the dirt. And I was like, oh, crap, these guys are super friendly. I am all
0: about this. We are nicer and we shower more than magic players. (laughs) Don't take that personally if you're a magic player. Just having fun, guys. Uh, Second question is, what are some of your favorite figures and or combos of figures that you like to use?
1: Uh, I am a big, big, big Thunderbolts fan. As long as they keep making Thunderbolts, I will keep playing that team. Uh, The old ATA, when they could have the wild card ability from somebody on the forces and share that team ability with. And when you could pick Mystics to do that, fantastic. It was always good. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was rough, especially because they were all very low points, so you could pack a lot of them in, so if I don't kill you, my Mystics definitely is going to. Oh, yeah. And then, the combos I like to use, um, I'm a big fan of using, uh, generic pieces to fill gaps, um, or the Pog token pieces. I don't know why, but I've always been enthralled by those and like to use those in my gameplay.
0: Okay, nice. Um, so, typically, are you more of a Meta? Or casual player. Um, I was a meta player when
1: I got a good handle on the game. I have a, co- I had a couple weird teams that I was really proud of. Um, but what, en- honestly, what ended up turning me away from meta is when Nick Fury dropped. Um, I got tired of facing the same six teams when I would go to events. So I turned more casual. So. I'm uh I'm actually training to get back into it because um in our play group are a bunch of guys. Uh, Michigan State champ Brian Polling plays with us, and uh, we have a bunch of guys who finish in like the top eight or top 16 whenever they go to events. So yeah, we uh we have a nice solid environment at my venue of uh, positive people that support you. We all share pieces, you know, talk
0: about strategy, do things like that. That is great. I met Brian. He's a really awesome dude. Really solid
1: uh is is it okay if i do a quick thing to brian yeah. right now
0: absolutely you suck
1: you suck brian i hate
0: you. a little, little heat here in the studio i mean it's it's, it's it's cold so yeah turn up thermostat <laughs> all right uh what is your favorite format to play um i'm a big fan
1: of the uh name theme team 300 is probably my uh my favorite format of course uh as we talk, or uh, you and I talked about, and I'm sure we'll get there. Is I run the venue where a lot of uh, people still play at here in uh, Michigan, and uh, I have a whole notebook full of uh, full of different formats and scenarios that we play. But I, I don't know, man. I'm a I'm a really bare bones 300. You know, modern uh, name theme team guy. I like to see what pe- people piece, pieces people are gravitating to, what they like to play, and I think it's a good uh, staple to see people's play style for, like, if they're going to do meta and stuff like that, to see how they conduct themselves in that format.
0: For sure, it's like, you guys can play three engine modern. It's got to be a name theme team. You can play Batroc's Brigade, but I know you're going to bring X Men or something. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. All right, uh, you you pretty much flawlessly segmented into the next question. So, what is your usual venue?
1: Um, I have been playing for a long time at, it's called Big Ben's Comic Oasis. I actually work there now. I've been there a little bit over a year. Um, it's one of the last venues in Michigan that are still operating Hero Clicks, unfortunately. I believe it's Us Eternal, and I think there's one other place, uh, that still does it. But, uh, yeah, we, um, we get, we have a really solid play group. We get anywhere from 12 to 16 every week, depending on what's going on. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. They just, they really support. Um, Hero Clicks and gaming as much as they can, you know, of course, being a comic book store, it's no by right. means butter, but they uh, they do a lot and do good by us. And uh, when I actually took over, it was even better. So, because somebody who uh, we're so busy there, somebody actually had the time to, uh, you know, to do and take care of the things that need to be taken care of. So it's gotten even better, I think, since I've taken over there.
0: That is awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so that pretty much concludes the interview. We made it. We only only, uh, only threw a few people under the bus, which is always good. And uh, now we're we're, we're A-OK to move on to the news, ladies and gents. I'll still never know. I mean, no one knows that news one is from, but I love it. Uh, so if you guys were living under a rock this week, uh, Scott Porter started his unboxing series of Earth X. This is something I've been not patiently waiting for for just months on end now because I love Earth X. I love the story. I love the characters in it. I love the creativity. And I love Scott Porter. He's my HeroFlix man crush. I know. Dan Powell used to be up there, but Scott Porter is a good-looking dude. Anyways, guys, he uh, – <laughs> uh, he had a lot of figures. A lot of figures were showcased, and a lot of figures uh, were previewed. WizKids still wasn't just like, you know, Scott's a lot, and we love Scott. We love Scott's tots, which is a great episode. It's not. But, for the sake of rhyming, I had to say it. They still gave us some previews, and I was really uh, really shocked by this. They were like, you know what? You guys have been really good. Here are a few previews for the peasants. Yeah, you, you. And... um. I want to say they rigged Scotts Brick to have a, uh, a like an ultra chase in it because when he pulled that prime on it. But anyways, we'll, we'll get past that. Um, take my tinfoil hat off the side. I'm gonna go ahead and start us off. We both chose four figures that were previewed this week that are new uh, to talk about. So I'm gonna talk about Stegron or Vincent Stegron, big old dinosaur, and I think we're gonna see a lot of Stegron in the future. So he is only 75 points. He's number 38. It's a rare set. He has Battleworld Spider Island, which I love. They're using the Battleworld keyword outside of Battleworld. I I love seeing this. I hope he's not like Stiltman, how like Stiltman was the only character outside of Civil War with like the – it was like he was pro-registration or whatever. I hope we see more Battleworld keyword characters outside of Battleworld. I really want to see it. He has Battleworld Spider Island, S.H.I.E.L.D., Savage Land, Sinister Syndicate, Animal and Scientist. An insane amount of keywords. All right. He is one, four, five, six, seven clicks long. Sorry. This is, um, I'm, I'm mentally, I'm, I'm not all there, guys. Still, It's still early. No, it's not. He has no special combat symbols. So he does have two traits. Retro Regeneration Ray. Ruh, 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 ruh. The bystanders printed on this card are dinosaurs. At the beginning of the game, generate one of each dinosaur. Power. Generate a dinosaur. That dinosaur is not already on the map. And then his second trait is Stampede. Double power action. This turn, Stagran and his dinosaurs have free move, then make a close attack. I uh this is terrible. Okay, because albeit No, it sucks. Let me just stay what these dinosaurs do. This guy's insane. So the Stegosaurus has team ability mystics. Range zero. That's dumb. <laughs> I know, like insane. It's it's seriously dumb. A pog has mystics, he it, it, I mean, like it's got battle fury, and force blast, nine attack, three damage, seventeen defense. It also has giant size. Uh not great size, just giant size. But it has free, make a close attack, so it can move four squares. It has a nine attack, three damage, battle theory, ignoring shape change, but the worst part is it has mystics, so if you want to get rid of this guy, you gotta take one penetrating, and at any time, at any time, he can make another one. He can just be right. like, you know what? Another one! Another one! This is, <laughs> this is like, it's so bad, and like, this is just the first dinosaur that I'm getting to, but it's the best one. Not offensively, but ah, oh, it's terrible. By the way, stagron himself has charge blades 18 defense invulnerability and three damage and power top dial which is dumb all right next down is the brontosaurus uh three movement sidestep nine attack quake 16 defense with impervious three damage battle fury. they all have battle fury. they all have three damage but this one has a, this one has giant size oh sorry great size has the has the fist all right it's a brontosaurus it's a big guy then the t-rex has a five movement charge 10 attack blades claws fangs 17 defense toughness Three damage, Battle Fury. Uh, These dinosaurs are nuts, all right? Stegron has a deep enough dial. His last two clicks have regeneration. His last, uh, let's see, four clicks have a way to heal. So on his uh, three-ish, right before, on, what would you say? This is click four through six or seven. I really wish they had numbers because I can't think this fast. They all have steel energy. So he can get back up to his third click using steel energy, And I think same thing, yeah, sort of with regen, which is great. He has healing powers. He can pop out mystic dinosaurs. Uh, Dude, Stagron is nuts. He's terrifying. And I I love that he's probably going to be very popular in competitive play. But I can't even be mad about seeing him because he's a dinosaur man. Any thoughts? (laughs)
1: Um well, personally, I keep having like these nightmarish dreams about this guy just backing my pieces into a corner and free moving and beating up my pieces with his dinosaur gang of thugs. Oh, right. So yeah, no, I I love this piece. Plus, you know, anytime we get to play a dinosaur, that's a warm fuzzy right there. You know, I loved uh Dinothor, which was funny because at uh over at the venue we made a joke that it's um Mike Tyson trying to say Dinosaur. So uh,
0: <laughs>
1: uh that's how cool. uh he got his uh his nickname. But, no, I love this piece, man. The deep dial, and I'm the same. I, there was a lot of key, crucial pieces from Battle World that we did not get, so I keep with hoping that they're going to pump them out in future sets because there's a lot of stuff I still want to see. But I was absolutely psyched to see this piece when they revealed it. All
0: right. Uh, take us away.
1: All right. My piece I chose first is going to be 042 Montana. He has the Underworld team. He has a range of four with two uh, lightning bolts. He's 50 points. He's got the keywords of Earth X, Enforcers, Magia, and Politician. He's got about one, two, three, four, five clicks on his dial. Um, he's got a trait that says new boss every week. At the beginning of the game, choose a friendly character who can use mastermind or leadership. And keywords that character has, Montana gains that keyword. This doesn't affect theme team. Another trait, ride right him cowboy. When an opposing character moves through a square adjacent to Montana, after resolutions, you may place Montana adjacent to that character. And then he has a special attack power, truss up like a turkey on Thanksgiving, incapacitate. When Montana uses it and hits, after resolutions, you may choose one. Place a hit character adjacent to Montana, or a hit character gains a mobile until your next turn. I love these low-point pieces that are going to be like Swiss Army knives because they gain the keywords of other things. I think it opens up a lot of... Um, possibilities for teams that you want to use. I love that he basically gets a free movement as long as somebody moves next to him, and can be a tie-up meat shield with super senses. Um, absolutely fond of that. And then the big one for me is that when he hits somebody with incapacitate, he can drag them back to your awaiting forces, so you guys just can stomp a mud hole in them. And for fifty points, to me, that's totally worth it.
0: This uh, this is like this is my dream. We got we got a cowboy, and he has a rope, and I I love it so much. So, yeah, no, shape, change, super sense stop dial. Plasticity and that's, I mean, for, for 50 points, only thing I'd change is give him a special power, which would make him dumb, a special speed, which is like sidestep and plasticity. Plasticity right. is still great, though. Uh, no, I love this Montana so much. And we got two, two in one set. This is definitely a better one, but I love him.
1: Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm very excited. I like that I can throw him on any theme team I want. As I said, being a big theme team player, this is, a, this is basically like my bread and butter. I love it.
0: All right. Uh, my next choice was Namor. I started scrolling to the super rares just because of how good this guy looks, and I forgot that he was rare. Uh, so Namor is 033 in the sect. He has no range. He is 130 or 80 points. He has Atlantis, Earth X, and Ruler keywords. He has improved movement, ignores characters. He also has flight and Indomitable. He has one trait: cursed to burn forever, poison, but only if Namor does not occupy water terrain. I feel like this should also like damage himself. One, just because he is on fire. Uh, I would agree. uh, uh, It's what what they chose to do. He has a special speed power for his first three clicks, only on his uh, 130-point dial. He does not get this on his 80-point dial. He has Charge Flurry. So uh, on his first three clicks, he's got a 10-speed top dial, 11 attack, super strength, 18 defense with Impervious, 4 damage with Battle Fury. uh, And that's really solid. And then moving on for only 80 points. uh, So, yeah, for 130, you get 8 clicks of life. And for 80 points, you get 5 clicks of life. Where he just has charge and super strength and invulnerability. Some flurry later down the dial. Never drops to a 9 attack. Never uh, never drops below a 3 damage. Which is fantastic. He does have a 16 defense somewhere on his dial. But I, I doubt you will land on it. Another thing is a train I forgot to say. Which actually really helps out his defense. Completely missed it, guys. Sorry. Modify Namor's defense value. Plus 2 if he occupies water terrain. So, if you want to poison people, you can do that. When you're not in water. Which is cool. Or... You can take the safe road and be in water, modify your genius like by plus two, which is great. So he has a 20 on both of his top dials if he is in water terrain. And that's just a static plus two water terrain. It's not ESD. It's not combat reflexes. You can't outwit it. It's dope. So uh, I really like this Namor. I really like this sculpt. If you have the time, uh, go through the Scott Porter videos and find the sculpt of the Namor. I don't remember what day he was pulled on. Uh, but it is amazing. It's really cool. He's a rare, and I love that they're doing really good sculpts in the rares. So we're going to be seeing a lot of this Namor. I think he is going to be personally great in uh, Battle Royales, because uh, Charge Flurry is never bad, especially with the lemon attack, 4 damage. And um, yeah, no, anything you want to say about this Namor?
1: Um, I do yeah. honestly... A bit disappointed by his last five clicks, where he loses the movement attack there for a little bit. But other than that, I think this is a very fine piece. Uh, being a big comic book reader, and when I read Earth X, this Namor is one of the first things I think about when I think finally back on that story. I think the the sculpt is so perfect, and uh, a lot of the powers that he has and the special abilities are very uh very spot on for the comic book character interpretation for hero clicks. I'm really happy with it for the most part, I think. Um, His keywords are a little weak for me, but Atlantis, I think, is an up-and-coming keyword or one that's always sitting on the back burner with some strength to it. So, yeah, I I love this click. I'm really excited for it.
0: All right. Take us away, man.
1: All right. My Uh next piece would be 046, Man Wolf. Um, This was a piece that I was hoping that they were going to make because I loved his little tidbit there in EarthX. He is got no team affiliation, a range of 0, 50 points. He's got Earth X, animal, and monster keywords. His special trait is blue area of the moon, sidestep, side knockback damage Delta manwolf, is reduced to 0. And then he has a special attack power, which is on his very last click. Power, deal 3 penetrating damage to an opposing character within five squares and line of fire when then KO Manwolf, if that character is a giant or colossal deal five penetrating damage instead. Uh, I love this piece because he is got, his stats are not the greatest, but basically it's always a threat to be like, Hey man, you get this guy down to his last click. I'm going to detonate the bomb and deal a lot of damage to your characters. Plus with the uh, inclusion of colossals that we see this day, having a specific trait that deals with them. I always enjoy seeing that. His top he has got nine charge. But uh, 9 charge attack, 11 de- – um, I'm so sorry, I'm not awake yet. 9 movement with charge, 11 attack with Blade's Claws. He's got will, uh, Indomitable, 17 defense with toughness, and 2 damage with Battle Fury. Now, he's not going to be your go-to damage piece on here, but I think like having that threat that he could blow up at any moment is probably pretty all right in my eyes
0: absolutely uh john jameson's always been one of my favorite talent book characters i loved his little role in earth x uh his nullify from existence i think it's really clever what i used to do with characters like this that had like a special power that you had to get lucky to land on their last click they normally said then deal them one unavoidable damage but this one says ko and i really like this wording because people used to run characters like this speaking of scenarios on like bizarro night so if you know what bizarro night is they start on their last click and when they damage you rotate it uh not clockwise it's really cool uh, so they heal up as opposed to take damage, but once they get past their top click, they die. Bizarro Knight's really fun. You guys should really try it out. But I really like that this is clever. It's kind of like you can't use them on bizarre Knight to get a crazy 3-penetrating damage just, like, right away, all right? Because it says KO him instead of deal him 1 unavoidable damage, which I really I really like. Like Some people are going to be mad that that's a thing, but I actually do quite enjoy that that's how they chose to word that. Uh, anyways, moving on to my, my all-time favorite figure that was pre dude and the reason I'm really excited for this set, that is going to be Captain America, 052 Resolent, real name Steve Rogers, no team affiliation, four range, one bolt, 80 points, oh, I love that point line, Avengers, Earth-X, Shield, and Soldier, so he has the Avengers, and uh, I believe he already had Earth-X, Shield, and Soldier before on the other Earth-X cap, but now he's got Avengers, which is awesome, and I'll tell you why, because there's so many great combos with this dude. Okay? So, his continuity effect. Uh, Captain America is KO'd. She's an opponent. Once per turn for the rest of the game, that opponent may force you to reroll roll and attack. So, that really sucks. Uh, but, don't let him die. He has 7 clicks of life. He starts with running shot, 7 speed, 12 attack with nothing, 18 defense with defend, and then 3 damage with perplex. He also has indomitable as his only special combat symbol. He has a great dial. It's really mixed. Once he loses running shot, he gets charge, and his second two clicks are charge, combat reflexes, and then perplex. Uh, same stats, pretty much, except his speed and attack go down by one. He still has an 18 defense, three damage. Then he gets phasing on his last four clicks. He has some toughness, close combat expert. And then he gets some precision strike, more combat reflexes, and some shape change down dial. He's uh, a journey of failure and redemption. This is plus one plot. He has three plus ones and only one negative three. He starts with one plot point. Uh, his plus one, which is a journey of failure and redemption, is free. Move up to one square then make a close attack, so Captain America can be carried all the way across the map, you do this, plus one free, you can make a close attack, it's great, I love it, I love characters that can attack, like, map wide range, which is already enough, like, if he only had this, and this was, like, his only thing, which is this plus one, I'm still gonna put him on every single, like, competitive team I play for the next two years, that's just a fact, okay, second is a fight against slavery of the mind, another plus one, free until your next turn, friendly characters modify defense value by plus two when targeted by mind control, this is great. Uh, the other Earth-X cap had a passive plus two against my control, and he couldn't be targeted by it. But this Earth-X cap, it's a plot point. So you have to choose, hey, you want to do the free attack, you want to do something else, or this turn you really feel like Starro or whoever is going to mind control you. Boom, plus two against my control, which I think is great. Uh, his last plus one, a gathering of those, heroes of those heroes left. Free, move each other friendly character one square. This is also awesome because, and I'm, I'm going to say this, because he has the Avengers keyword, you can team him up with certain, certain characters, like, I don't know, the Mighty Thor starter set, Hulks, with who can make a free Quake whenever they move. So, kind of, you know, a plus one plot point, free, move each other friendly character to one square. This is also an often range line of fire, which is why it's better than Magneto. Also, he's 20 points less, because he can be sitting in your starting area. You can, like, carry up two Hulks, probably not with Overdrive, or whoever your Avengers carrier is. And then you can do plus one free, and then you can get two quakes off. And then Cap's still sitting pretty in the back. And then his negative three. I'm sorry I failed you, but the war ends now. Power. Place... So this is not free, right? This is negative, and it's a power action. Place Captain America Resolent into a square that is adjacent to both an opposing character and a square of hindering or blocking terrain. Then make a close attack. Captain America Resolent KOs an opposing character that attack. Give him three plot points. So it's really crazy. He would like, do this infinity number of times if you keep koing characters right like each turn or well not really because he's got clear but anyways like he can perplex up his damage perplex up his attack whatever you want to do maybe he wants a 13 maybe he wants a four damage i think this captain america is great for any points i am i hope we see a lot of him in competitive but if you face me you're only going to see him for two years that's a fact uh what do you think
1: uh i love this piece it's uh again for me like just like you i loved earth x loved reading it it was a big uh developmental thing for me and reading comic books i feel like this is a very very true to the comic book captain america his dial love it um i like this a lot more than a lot of those other uh plot point characters that they have been putting out uh the free square um and then make a close attack that's awesome I don't think the mind control thing is going to come into play a whole lot unless you're maybe facing some Starro or something like that in a competitive environment. But uh, it's good to have that. Always uh, nice to have a buff to your defense. But, yeah, the uh, basically where he can jump around the map as long as he's got hindering and just keep knocking people out. I love that, too. This is a really solid piece.
0: Which is great because, like, it calls back to the time it was in clay. But, anyways, not not trying to get – you're going to see a lot of spoilers with this set, guys, just a fact. Uh, Another thing is, uh, some people have kind of been poo-pooing on because we already have an Earth-X cap. Oh, he was going to rotate. I I still am happy they remade him because, A, that Earth-X cap was great. This Earth-X cap, however, this feels like Captain America a lot more in that story than that old Earth-X cap did. That Earth-X cap was like swapping objects or whatever, which was still really cool and his leadership was great. But this Captain America, and for me, Cap was definitely felt like the main character in this. I mean, we followed a lot of people but Cap's, like, struggle was a big part of it. Uh, and also, uh, what do they say? They said this, also, this is also our second title character, Captain America. The last one was, like, straight, like, garbage, guys. Come on. Let's, have, let's, let's be serious. This is a really good Captain America. I'm happy to have it. Um, and uh, it's your go.
1: All right. My next uh, piece is one that everybody seems to be talking about. It is 050 Green Goblin. It is a syndic- syndicate team ability. He's got six range with two lightning bolts. His point costs are 75 and 50. The keywords are Dark Avengers, Sinister Syndicate, Thunderbolts, and Politician. Uh, He comes with a signature equipment, which is the new to this set Goblin Glider. Green Goblin may start the game with the EXS005 Goblin Glider equipped. Genius or Madness is his uh, next trait. If Green Goblin's dial displays Outwit, friendly characters with the Sinister Syndicate keyword have Protected Outwit. If he Green Goblin's. Goblins dial displaced, Perplex. Friendly characters with the Sinister Syndicate keyword have protected Perplex. He's got a special defensive power on his last click, the last laugh, stop, regeneration, and then a special damage power on his last click, impaled by the remote control glider. Free! KO Goblin Glider, equipped a green goblin. If you do, modify attack plus three and make a range attack targeting a single opposing character that deals three penetrating damage instead of normal damage. If he misses, KO the green goblin. Um, I think just for the sheer fact alone that the Goblin Glider, uh, which I will read now, Goblin Glider is the EXS005 object. It's a heavy object costing eight points. It's equipped as any, unequipped as drop. Effect, running shot. If this character is named Green Goblin or can already use running shot, this character can use hypersonic speed. Um, I love this object. I uh, think it's going to uh, make some exospec stock drop a little bit, which is, uh, you know, something that uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, will be upset about after shoveling out some mad money for it. Ooh, yeah. But I love this character. Um, he's not as beefy as some of the past Green Goblins I've seen in the past. But I like that he grants uh, protection to Syndicate uh, teammates. Um, that Goblin Glider, though, man, that's that's the meat and potatoes right there. That's going to make so many pieces much more playable in any situation. And I love seeing uh, game-expanding pieces like this come out. Uh, it's got so much potential for anything, and it makes a good piece great and a great piece amazing.
0: For sure. Like, the X Suspects are pretty much going to be – Obviously, there's a million different combos next specs, but it was going to mainly, with the running shot aspect of it, it was going to be, like, for Green Arrow and for Mr. Steph. And now we have running shot for both those characters, four points less, which is, you know, an ID card or something like that, you know. So it's really sweet. It's really sweet. And this is a super rare. It's going to be easier to get, I assume, than next specs. I really don't know how, how easily they were thrown out at places. Uh, maybe a super is gonna be harder. I guarantee it's gonna be easier to get this Goblin Glider though. Uh, but people are gonna kick themselves, especially if they're like, "Yeah, exospecs. Now I can give Green Arrow a running shot or whatever." Like if that was their main goal all along. Uh, I'm sorry, bud. I'm really sorry. But <laughs> this this Green Goblin's great. He's flavorful. I think he's really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into this is like this is a figure I kind of felt we had to kind of had to cover, had to talk about. Uh, this is Captain Marvel. Number 67, this is the Ultra Chase in the set. Scott Porter pulled this on his last day. Very, hmm, okay. But anyways, he has seven range, one bolt. He has 100 points. He's Power Cosmic team ability. Avengers, Earth X, Kree, and Cosmic are his keywords. He has Flight as his only special combat symbol. Once again, he's got Power Cosmic. Doesn't really need anything else. He has a full dial of Phasing Teleport. He has three clicks of Pulse Wave, then three clicks of Penetrating Second Blast, a full dial of Probe, And then he has three clicks of Super Senses, three clicks of ESD. So it's a very interesting split, sort of not split dial. Uh, Proof targeting, ignores elevated hindering, and destroys blocking when he shoots through it. He has two traits, and this is why you're playing him. Uh, Well, if you somehow pull him, you're probably going to play him anyways, or sell him for an insane amount of money. But... You should definitely uh, play this guy, I think. Even if he's one-third of your 100 builds in competitive or whatever, I think he's going to be really fun. And albeit, I don't know if he's outlandish. You know what? I'll I'll read it. And you guys decide, I'm not going to tell you how to think. Uh, we report, you decide. Anyways, I need three years to fully return once per game when Captain Marvel would be KO'd. Instead, give him three resurrection tokens and place him on this card. At the beginning of your turn, if Captain Marvel is on this card, remove a resurrection token. When the last one is removed, place Captain Marvel in any square along the edge of the map on click three. Protect the pulse wave. So click 3, what are we looking at? He's got a 9-phasing, 11-attack pulse wave, 17 defense, with super senses, 4 damage to prop. Pretty darn good, but he's on one edge of the map. Second trait, I'm coming back to save everyone. When Captain Marvel is placed on the map by use of I need 3 years play return, so his other trait. All standard characters that were on a starting force that were KO'd this game are placed on the map, on their starting click this game. And given a spirit token, friendly characters are placed along the same edge of the map Captain Marvel is. Opposing characters are on the opposite edge. Until your next turn, characters placed this way can't attack, can't be attacked. Okay. Then, period, this game, characters with spirit tokens can't be replaced, can't generate bystanders, and aren't scored this game. When a character with a spirit token takes damage, remove it from the game immediately. Uh, so he basically resurrects you and your opponent's forces, depending on how late in the game it is. And they all become spirits and they can fight. So a spirit can try to take out a real character and then you'll actually score points is probably the smart way to do this. Or you can just do a crazy spirit battle. Put them on the closer edges so you don't have to like restart the game by moving so much is what I would do. I don't know, I don't know your tactics, but either way I think this Captain Marvel, I think he's really fun I don't know if he's going to be competitive i don't know if someone's gonna just be like you know what? i'm gonna play a million whatever characters and i'm gonna bring back like, i don't know what their plan is for him maybe someone's got crazy ideas that i do uh, i think he's really fun i don't think he's competitive maybe maybe he needs a goblin glider maybe he needs a running shot pulse weight maybe that's all it takes i don't know uh what do you think
1: um uh, that was what i was going to say is basically this we're talking about characters that benefit from the goblin glider this is point number one amazing teleport is nice but it's not great and I think adding running shot to that pulse wave is a big deal, I think personally competitive wise you 're sacrificing too many points for hundred points to have a gimmick to pull off and Although I love this gimmick uh because uh my little brother actually uh called this when they said there was an ultra chase um I'm glad that they made Marvel Jesus the ultra chase for huh. the storyline huh. um, you know, so it was pretty cool to see that the sculpt is beautiful. But I think you're sacrificing too many points where you could have other working cogs in the machine for your meta team uh, for this guy. Now, granted, I think we, he will see some play because that is an interesting thing. And there are people out there that just like to go for the gold, basically, and try and just get stuff to pull off when they make teams like this. But uh, I think it's a little too difficult to pull off in a meta situation.
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially some standard character you can't bring back hogs or giants or whatever like that's it's gonna be rough it's gonna be rough let's we'll see all right you want to take us away at the very last very last preview that we chose to cover this week
1: so my next piece is going to be 054 daredevil real name unknown no affiliation range zero 60 points he's got the earth x celebrity and mystical keyword he has a set of Two clicks each, but there are one, two, three, four different dials that you can pick from. His movement, he uh, ignores elevated and hindering. He's got a special star ability. Can you kill the Daredevil? When placing characters during the game setup, choose a starting line for Daredevil and give him three six tokens. When Daredevil is attacked after resolutions, remove a six token for each six in the attack roll. Daredevil has a six token and would be KO'd. Instead, choose a starting line different from the one... Most recently chose and turned him to that click. Protected Pulse Wave is another special ability. I hear that teaming up with you may be fatal. I'm game. Daredevil can't be chosen for mastermind. Attacks made by Daredevil or characters targeting him can't be re-rolled if the attack contains a six. Protected Pulse Wave. I love this click. First and foremost, unless you're playing somebody who's notoriously known for rolling sixes, how often is that going to cap where you're going to be able to take one of those tokens from him? He's basically just unkillable unless you get some uh, crit hits or roll on a 6. He's got a beautiful dial. Dial uh, number 1 is 8 movement, top dial, 11 attack. Um, The uh, movement attack uh, power is hypersonic. He's got willpower, and uh, his next click on that is 7 movement with hypersonic, 10 attack, 16 defense with 2 damage and perplex. His uh, next dial after that is 8 attack, charge. 11, uh, or I'm sorry, 8 movement charge, 11 attack quake, and 17 defense with willpower. His next top dial after that is, oh, I'm sorry, my phone is a little blurry. I believe that is Lou on the,
0: yes, you know, plus, the? Yeah, it's plasticity. There, okay. Yeah, so plasticity yep. on his movements, and then poison, willpower. Yes. Uh, then his last one is sidestep, blades, and then willpower. Uh, it's yeah, I think it's all the same stats in every click, and then if you push him or whatever happens, all his stats go down by one, and then he loses willpower and he gets perplexed, which is really cool.
1: But I love this click. Um, it's just well, first off, I loved the character Daredevil in the comic book a great deal. I actually have a couple statues by him or uh, of him, and uh, seeing him on his bike is really awesome. But, uh, yeah, just having the ability that makes him so hard to kill, I think that's just the cherry on top for this character.
0: It, uh, it works so well with this character. He was really funny in the book. He was like, I'm teaming up with you. Maybe fatal. I'm game. But then he's like, why are you teaming up with me? Oh, because I think you're going to lose. And I, I want to see how I die this time. Like, that's awesome. He's hilarious. So, yeah, for sure. You can, like, in-cap this guy to damage him if you don't, like, get a bunch of sixes in your roll, but it's going to be so rough, guys. It's going to it's gonna be tough taking this guy down. When I first read Place 3, 6 tokens, and I was like, wait, did I read that right? I had, I had to do a double take, honestly. I'm like, three six, numbers are tough. Yeah, yeah. I did smart. the same thing. <laughs> yep. uh, also, too, I always like, too, in the comic book that it was heavily
1: insinuated that he might be Daredevil. So that's, uh, that's or not Daredevil, I'm sorry, uh, Deadpool. So I love that, too, that that's shining through a little bit. Yep.
0: He really did kind of act that way. So it was really cool. No, I love the way his sculpt is beautiful. He's a peanut base. He has his cool, like, motorbike. But, you know, it's really sick. I love it a lot. And uh, that's, like, that. those are our previews, guys. Uh, if you guys want to tell us what your favorite Earth X figure is, maybe we missed it. Maybe I forgot to talk about Gorgon or whoever you, like, love. You know, maybe I forgot talking about Ox. Or the, Beetle, the Beetle Pod, obviously, is the best. The best object in the set. Really sorry to talk about the beetle pod, guys. I know, I know. Uh, but those—that's that, EarthX previews. Uh, I'm just gonna like ask a real generic question. Are you excited for EarthX?
1: I'm so so excited for EarthX. There are two sets that I wanted since I started playing Heroclix in 2013. The first one was What If. Um, that set was okay. But my biggest one was EarthX. I wanted to see the characters, the sculpts. I wanted to see what powers they would use, what pieces they would choose. And so far, I've not even been a little bit disappointed.
0: Same here, my man. Same here. I, whew, I love EarthX. How much have you pre-ordered so far? I guess you wrote a store. Uh, you, you bought a lot of stuff for the store. but I only do a case. Um, So... Actually, uh, if I can get into
1: this a little bit, uh, this is a fun fact, but my, I used to do unboxing videos with – well, we still do, but with my brothers, uh, we would get the stuff the day before the event, uh, the, the drop day for everything, uh, wink and a nod. But uh, we were the first people to use um, Facebook Live to do unboxing videos um, in on Facebook. So that was like a trend that kind of took off after that. We got a little bit of attention for that. But we uh, we only get one case um, because we do an unboxing videos. We're actually over at uh, – now we got sponsored by a group of guys, uh, Critical Hit Customs. We do their unboxing videos the Tuesday every week before the set drops.
0: Very nice. Very nice. I know I did copy this. I like to do unboxing videos on the Dial H Facebook page. But it's kind of like whenever the brick gets in because I, I can't get them two weeks before the set drops. I know. Spoiler. Random guy can't get them before the uh, set drops. So, yeah. Uh, that is pretty much it for the news section. Now we're going to be moving on to community. Alright, so this week's community Wednesday slash Thursday question. Yeah, I know. We really dropped the ball. It was a busy week last week. Uh, was, since the ROC updated the prizing, which is great. If you haven't had a chance to look at the ROC prize for tournaments, it's awesome. Uh, the question was, do you think WizKids should do the same? If so, what should the prizing do? So right now, WizKids for WKOs is, like, top 16 gets exospecs, like, an object or, like, an ID card, and then top... I don't really know what it is, like, top 8. They all get one character, top 4 gets another character, and then top 2 get a character, and then top place gets, like, the prize one. So there's always three characters... One's lame, one's okay, one's really good, and that's pretty much how that goes. But they're really just like LE kits, where it's like the Deadpool LE kit, you know, is pretty much the pricing, then with one special character who may or may not be good, right? Like Lockjaw's great, Rogue's terrible, stuff like that. So, what do you think? Uh, if WizKids, do you, A, do you think WizKids should update the pricing? And then B, like, what do you think it should be? Um, I
1: do think that WizKids uh, should update the pricing a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I uh I do like the exospects in the addition to um, a 3D weapon, like that. but let's be honest. This kid has a habit of focusing on a super heavy game at a time. I would like to see the pieces. Honestly, like you said, there's normally one good one, one okay one, and one great one. I'd like to see some stuff that isn't um hasn't been hero clicks before. Um, maybe a little bit more exclusivity on the pieces and stuff like that. And uh, and that's what I feel about, uh, that, uh, basically like, honestly, personally, I, like I said, I've been getting back into doing competitive a bit more. The exospecs weren't a huge draw for me, man. I, I thought they were cool, but it's not knowing that my buddies were gonna be there and pick up a bunch of them because they play at the events. I want something that's like a, I don't know, something that draws me in a little bit more. And I think that would be like unclicks characters, I think would be a huge one for me personally, or maybe like a special colossal. I think that would be another one. That would be something that would be really cool.
0: Right, for sure. Like a few of these answers I got, I was really surprised there weren't enough people saying I want Chase Prime sets back because that those were great. I mean, I did not play or uh, competitive when they had Chase Prime sets, but that was a lot of things people were saying. I I wouldn't mind like half a Chase set, you know, like because in really big in bigger tournaments, I was really more or less talking about WKO's here. In bigger tournaments, they do give out, like, full sets and stuff for winners and second-place winners. They get, like, full sets of recent, recent sets, which is really great. Uh, but this is mostly WKOs. If you have the Facebook questions pulled up, you can start, or I got the Twitter ones already pulled up. Oh, let me go over to
1: the Facebook. Go, why don't you go ahead and okay. start us off?
0: Uh, so Citizen Collectible said, honestly, there should be enough stuff in OP kits that everyone gets a prize. Imagine being a new young Player spending weeks playing and always going home empty handed. Uh, would you keep playing? Which is you know a little bit of a question there. Uh, so yeah, this is actually a really good one. And I, I was kind of faced with this last week. So, OP kits, some stores get like three OP kits, but really, uh, let's just say you only get one like you got Deadpool, you got Wolverine, you got Negasonic Cage Warhead. The first guy that wins, if he's a competitive guy, which you, you know probably will be if he's winning, he's doing good at these local events, but you know, worst stuff's happening, he's gonna take Negasonic and then the other guy's gonna choose Wolverine or Deadpool or whatever, and that's it, right, top three dudes get a prize, um, but they also send you, like, way more kits, I know, you know, divvying these up is also kind of tough, maybe you'll get the first dude or whatever, but anyways, he's think he says that stuff in OP kits should be enough for everybody, and yeah, like, we have a lot of younger kids at the venue that I, that's my new local venue, and it sucks, because I played against someone, and I'm not gonna tell, like, anyone's name or anything, But it was like, we played two games, and it was like, hey, uh, it was time for me and him to play. And he's like, ah, whatever, I just forfeit, because it sucks. Because like, he lost, and he keeps losing, because, you know, he's just, he's only 14, right? And he's like, I keep losing, my friends keep telling me to come here, and it's not fun. And so, like, I I was like, okay, well, what's your favorite figure? And he was like, I really like Lanterns. So I went, and I found, like, a Blue Lantern Flash and an Atom, whatever, to give to him. Because, like, I want kids to enjoy the game. I want people to keep coming every week because i not just like just because i want numbers and people to beat every week you know like that's not how i play i just i just want people to enjoy the game and if he's not having fun well there's no reason for him to be there so right yeah, i absolutely feel like you know if a kid shows up and then he gets like a cool prize you know blue lantern flash isn't new but he looks neat you know so like there's at least that so i i do i do agree that there should be a little bit more prizing uh for their kids like instead of just like the three i don't really know exactly how the prize goes because i don't order it so like um
1: so I can give you because I do do that. I can okay, give awesome. you, yeah. So um, most venues are only o- o- able to order three OP kits each, which comes with I believe twelve figures. But um, if you have more, you know, like I said, some days we get sixteen people, and I don't even have enough OP kits to give them. So I have to tr- dig into my back stock of older, crappier OP kits that people really don't want to give them this is actually my biggest my 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 main problem with how whiz kids is conducting business right now is that back when how long have you been playing bud
0: i've been playing since uh captain since 2011
1: so you remember back in the golden days that op kits were exciting there were pieces that you wanted to try out and there was always something coming out it felt like every month almost of like some cool character that you wanted or something that that just looked awesome, or even a piece that you just needed that you're like, like I remember one time I got a North Star that was 50 points, and I was like, well, this will fill out my Weapon X team because I was left with 50 points a lot, and not a lot of characters that had that point value. So I was excited to get that. I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit because there's not enough product that's readily available for people. And also on top of that, the OP kits have been pretty abysmal lately. Um, in my store itself, over the past year, we've lost 30 players. And part, yeah. And part of that is because of life, you know, people go through things, people move on, people go to school, it happens. But a big part of it is, is that I'm not getting enough product to give people month to month to keep them interested in the game. And when I do have something, it's like, Oh, here's a crappy piece. Here's a crappy piece. Here's a piece that everybody wants. And it's just, it's just not
0: enough. All right. I feel you. I feel you, man. Uh, go ahead and hit us with the first one on Facebook.
1: Um, Brian Polling says, I think the winners of regionals should be able to pick a, a theme for a monthly OP kit. That would be awesome. Um, I think m- more player interaction on the creative side is definitely a huge draw to get people to come out and play things. I don't know if I would do um, every regional because there's so many involved. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's something that would be very positive for, like, the play group. Plus, like, I think it's a huge incentive to get people out and try their best. Because I know at our WKO, the last one we had was pretty good because of exospecs, but the one that we had before that, there was like maybe twenty people there, which is really low turnout for Michigan.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. Next up, so weird on Twitter as always replies. Uh, Jay Sanson. Uh, back to what 2016 prizing was. I placed top four back then, and I received a turtle van, a premium map, and ID cards. They were useless because it was a small thing, Constantine, and Lex. Well, Lex is a great ID card. How dare you say that? Uh, they only, the only one that had a modern figure was Lex, and they all rotated a year early. Yeah, that does kind of suck. Um, I don't know what tournament they did. Once again, there's a lot of WizKids tournaments. There's so prizing for different levels. Uh, totally depends. Uh, go ahead and the next one on Facebook.
1: All right, Peter Zachary says, It would be nice if WizKids maybe made Old Con Elise Perchable at KO, WKOs or events for people who can't make it to Cons there's surely a backstock of old Spider-Ham and things of the like. I, uh yeah, I think that would be pretty cool, too, because I know, especially as, like, the movies come out or things get more and more people interested, it would be nice to get some of those old con LAs to give to people or just to send them for newer players.
0: I, I, I totally agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, Space Monkey, he just said Rip Golden Age. All right, cool. <laughs> appreciate that uh, That thought-provoked answer. I'm being sarcastic, but uh, I do appreciate the answer.
1: Uh, Jeff, Polter said, I don't have a problem with the contents of the WKO kits, but the availability. Um, I can say this is that um, one of the things that seems to be kind of rough sometimes here in Michigan for certain, some players is that um, Eternal is, seems to be the ones that always get uh, WKO. So where I live right now, Eternal is an hour away. Not a big deal. But if you live up in Lansing, which is our state capital, that's a two and a half hour drive to get there. So sometimes I think uh, those could be a little bit more spread out throughout the state, maybe take turns at different venues to uh, run them. I think that would be pretty cool.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, sometimes there's like very few venues to choose from. Uh, Ronnie, the last answer on Twitter said, I'm under the impression that prizing for more people participation in top 16 will bring more people into the game slash events. I'd like to see more maps, tokens, dice with the name of the event slash circuit. For instance, uh, popper WKO 2019 map with a neoprene version for eight. So kind of like how the ROC does their state championship, you know, Michigan map, right? It would be the same thing, yeah. a neoprene map that says, you know, summer WKO 2019 winner. That'd be really cool. I agree.
1: The next one on Facebook is from Christian Bogan. Additional pricing is always nice. I like that ROC pricing includes dice and 3D objects. Maybe Wiz could sk- do something similar, but there's our standard 3D objects that increase attack by plus one, the object uh, object attack, like the original standard objects such as the lamppost, the dumpster, and the bookshelf. Okay. Um, that, that's a little bit out of my time period. I don't remember those uh, or seeing those in play too much, so I'm not actually too sure what those are.
0: Those are like the first like, objects ever made. There were a three-dimensional object that was really nice painted like miniature that came out with like explosion and I got that wrong I know someone's gonna tweet it it's not explosion it's clamoring time or it's, out prob- it's like infinity <laughs> gauntlet or something it was really one of like one of the first things that like came out for objects and yeah I totally wasn't totally totally wasn't playing that time either uh is that the last one on Facebook
1: um nope there's one more it's from loyal Miller I feel they could always be better I would love to see tournament LEs, and I would love to see them do newer before-clicks characters. So basically what I said as well. So, yeah, no, I mean, I mean agree. I think, uh, like I said, something exclusive and something that hasn't been done before would definitely uh, get some people out and playing.
0: I agree. Um, a little bit about, like, the RSC pricing with giving away dice and uh, and objects. Uh, a lot of people have objects already. I think the RSC ones are cool. Like I think they are, like, totally neat. But um, I'm like, man, I have so many like little 3D printed like objects now, which is just like not, especially since you get objects with it. So it's not really more or less surprise. It's more like a neat like knickknack because people right. already have objects. And I'm not slamming the ROC because the objects are really cool. The car, the tire, the the rule book, like those are those are really neat objects. I'm just saying people already have objects. It's just kind of like a neat substitute for objects. Same thing. Most people already have like their dice. I know some people do just roll ROC dice, they can't find their own dice, but most people are like, I have my pair of Green Lantern dice that I'm never not using in a tournament, you know, stuff like that. Absolutely.
1: Actually, at our venue, ROC dice, kind of, uh, uh, not, you know, not shoveling any dirt or anything like that, but they have a bad reputation for failing you at critical moments, so much to the fact that we all have ROC dice collections, but we never use them for play because, uh... You know, it's like the last play of the game. You need to kill this guy to win, and your dice just let you down continuously. And it's gotten like to be a funny inside joke at our yeah. venue about that.
0: And I, I really feel like we are kind of doing this, but but really, I love the RSC. I love RSC tournaments. I think Howard Brock's an awesome guy. I love him on a podcast. I need to start getting things working with the RSC. I think they're all awesome people. I love the food at Lucky Dice Cafe. But another RSC dice story. Like I practice, I practice with myself. I know I play with myself, guys. It's okay. You have your little laughs. But, like, I always practice with myself, and I practice with uh, someone online, and I'll roll ROC dice, like, I'll roll two different sets of dice for each team, I don't even know if that matters, probably it doesn't, but, like, I'll be rolling crazy in these matchups, and then I'll, like, take the same dice, I'm like, oh, these dice are working really well for me at home, and I take them to a tournament, and I rolled, like, three crit misses in one game, and I'm like, you know what, I don't know. Because the dice look so cool, the color patches they use, and I love the rock
1: design of, like, the icon that you, they use. But they do. It's just they're cursed or something. They need to do some white sage, maybe bring in a shaman or two, something like that, at their dice
0: factory. Yeah, I got to dunk them in, like, holy water. I don't know. I really don't know how to, how to fix these dice. Um, but anyways, that is that is it for the community question. Thank you everybody who answered. Uh, I thought it was really fun, and now we're going to go ahead and move on to a few other side segments of community. Starting off with questions from the man from Japan, Malcolm Rush. Hi, I actually really enjoyed that music. That was uh, was U.S. Maricades. It was pretty sweet, uh, Citizen Eric days. Uh So Malcolm, questions are about one-hit wonders. Please remember R.O.V. also count. Don't worry, R.O.V. are not on my list. Uh, here are clicks that WizKids made only one time. So uh, starting us off, number one, these are six questions. Best and worst one-hit wonder for you, Zach? Uh,
1: my best one-hit wonder was the very first Colossal I got when they came out. I was very excited for this guy, and I was happy I won him at a tournament. And that is Brimstone from the Superman Wonder Woman set. Um, I love that they put out a giant flaming luchador that was made out of a nuclear reactor, and we started seeing like the colossal retaliation and stuff like that. I was super, super happy about that.
0: And, and my worst,
1: yeah, oh, my worst is it. blind L. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, sour, sour taste in my mouth about that hero click taking damage for being out of your starting area. Just awful poor piece. I, uh, yeah, I just feel like. Not often do I feel like I've wasted my money when I buy Click stuff, but when you have, like, 14 of those that you pull out of a case, you just really take a step back and try and just think what you're doing with your life.
0: Blind Owl's kind of my girl. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've used her a lot just to activate people or, like, for whatever. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, 13 points. Who do I? You know, she's, she's fun. But, yeah, she's not. She's probably not the greatest. Her I don't know. I don't know how good of a reputation she is A Blind Eye, I suppose. Uh, my best and worst. So, my absolute favorite one-hit wonder uh dial's not that great but detroit steel the fact they made him, <laughs> he looks yes. awesome like i love detroit steel he's got a chainsaw and, like a gatling gun you know he's really cool he looks awesome he's not the world's greatest dial or whatever but i just i love that they made detroit steel and he looks really cool um you're gonna see this on a lot of my lists but my the worst one hit wonder uh, for me it's killer moth it's terrible oh yeah uh, second up your favorite one hit wonder
1: my favorite one-hit wonder is the Earth, or I'm sorry, who I got Earth-X on the brain, I'm so ready for this set, is the Captain America Chase Weapon X with Wolverine inside of the tube uh, when he's uh, getting his adamantium placed inside his body. Love the sculpt. Um, I've never actually gotten to really use the figure a whole lot uh, because of his strange point cost, but uh, his dial isn't terrible once you get those, uh, those time pieces off of uh, his click, but... I just love it i love the gimmick of he's in stasis and he can only be like let out of the cage to unleash the beast a uh, huge huge fan of that piece
0: i, I absolutely love that wolverine uh he, he looks amazing he's beautiful my favorite one hit wonder is kite man hell yeah uh just oh fact, yeah <laughs> just the fact they made him like that's it like i just really wanted them to make kite man they made him kite man hell yeah when
1: they made Kite Man,
0: um, when he
1: got pulled in one of the unboxing videos, I actually said "Hell yeah!" out loud uh, in the group of people I was with, and then that showed up on his dial uh, or his card and made it even better.
0: It was so, it's perfect. It's seriously perfect. All right, number three, my man.
1: Um, I would have to say that uh, missed the which the one hit wonder that they missed the boat on. Yeah, I really feel boat. it was Talon from um, I can't remember what set that came out with, but uh, he was the, the
0: Galaxy. He's the Inhuman uh, the
1: No, uh, the DC Italian, the badass ninja that living underneath Gotham. Oh, okay. Um, I felt like for how awesome the character was portrayed in the comic books and just, like, the mystique and everything that was drawn with him, personally to me, I just felt he was very vanilla. Like, not he's He was so bland in my head that I can't even remember what his dial did or his powers or anything, and most of the time I don't have trouble with that whatsoever.
0: Um, Okay, Joker's wild. I see him now. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing or playing against this guy. Um, for me, Miss the Boat, uh, once again, uh, Killer Moth showing up on this list. It's just like, he's, just, he's, uh, his dial is fine. He's just too many points. Like, 65 points for that dial is terrible. Like, if you would have made him 45 points, literally 20 points less, I'd be like, boom, instantly playable. Great Killer Moth. I'll play him all the time. But, uh, he's, he's just too many points. Uh, his dial can be as sad as it is, but he shouldn't cost as much as he does. I agree. Uh, number four, which one-hit wonder needs a remake the most?
1: Um, I would say my choice, and again, I apologize because I don't remember what set it was from, but it is the DC Ares uh, Wonder Woman villain. Um, I love that classic design on the sculpt where uh, it showed the old-school blue costume, like spartan costume for Ares. And uh, I felt like he was, uh, back in the day when uh, you had super-powered clicks like that, he was kind of a badass, and I would like to see him get a remake.
0: Okay, for sure. Uh, for me, yeah, once again on the list, Killer off. Just uh, just make him better. Just like do the same thing that you did with this one, running, in cap. All that's great. Just make him like less points, and then like give him a give him a stupid gimmick because he has no he's got no gimmick. He's just got powers and stats, which is really fine because he is super lame. Don't get me wrong. Killer moth is a total loser, but that's part of the charm. That's part of the charm. Uh, but don't make him a loser. No one wants to play. I want like it's already bad enough. He sucks. Right. Just um. You know, give us a guy who, when he's on our team, he's going to make us laugh. You know, like, let's let's have some fun here. Uh, Number five, which one-hit wonder do you think WizKids will never remake? Uh,
1: I would have to say that the uh, Prime Hyperion from Iron Man. I don't think we'll ever get a remake. Uh, As far as, like, a tentpole click can be, I think he's pretty pretty great. Um, Yeah, I just think they basically made what they needed to make for him. He's the perfect hero clicks for that character. And I don't think it needs to be, have a redo of any sort.
0: Awesome. Uh, I said kite man. Oh yeah. Because the <laughs> not gonna, they're probably not going to remake kite man. I think there's like a really cool way you could make kite man where he's like, he can carry characters and they can make an attack while he's being carried. All sorts of stuff. I honestly, you can make a freaking title character kite man where he gives everybody a kite, like in the end of jokes and riddles, you know, like oh my God, that would be amazing. Oh, wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> like, I, I love Kite Man, I'm a Kite Man fanboy, hell yeah. But uh, they're probably never going to remake him, and that's not a bad thing, because they made a solid Kite Man, like, that, I just, they made a Kite Man I could put on every team.
1: Right, how do you improve on perfection?
0: It's that's hard to exactly do. It's right. exactly right. Uh, number six, if you could suggest a one-hit wonder Heroclix, WizKids should make only once, so just choose a character that you only want WizKids to make once, which one would you suggest?
1: Uh my suggestion, and I'm not he's not really a one hit wonder, but he is sparse on the hero clicks, and that is con l e doomsday i uh I think that everything that needs to be said and done has been done with that character. Adding a stop click on every click was a huge dick move, uh because you get Johnny Plout, power player that likes to run that, and you're just like, Oh man, I brought a team full of gorillas. Are you serious so uh you know sometimes that can be not so much fun
0: right. That Doomsday is definitely not, like, super great. Like, if I try to play him in, like, a competitive game, he'd totally get roasted. But, like, in a uh, like a casual event, it's like, oh, man, this is so much work. Are you serious? With yeah, it? actually,
1: uh, over at the venue, they're not going to uh, charge us to shovel the snow this year. I'm just going to lay down in the parking lot with a kind of a Doomsday and the salt falling off my body. We'll
0: keep everything <laughs> free. Uh, that's great. Uh, So, a character they've never made, who I think should just be a one-hit wonder. I really want to make a Yellow Lantern guy gardener. They haven't yet. Uh, he had a really fun run. I'm a Guy Gardner fan. Everybody's like, but why? Um, just because. Uh, the, you know, orange haircuts all the way. So, so yeah, no, Guy Gardner, I think he'd be really cool. Like, Just make a Yellow Lantern version. Like, You don't need a new Green Lantern version every time. Just make one Yellow Lantern version. Make him okay. Make him great. I don't, really don't care. I just want him to exist. So, And he can be a one-hit wonder. Like, that one you shouldn't have to make multiple times because he pretty much just did, like, a few things as a Yellow Lantern, and that was pretty much it uh th- those are malcolm rush's questions everybody thank you so much malcolm rush for the question block we always appreciate it uh and now kind of moving on to a new segment i don't know if i'll be able to do this every week but i'll i'll kind of say uh like segments that i really like uh, eric capes went ahead and sent me a scenario that he enjoys and so we'll, we'll talk about scenario i love scenarios anything because like pretty much and i'm not slamming anybody at my venue. i'm just saying it's like all right uh, what are we doing this week Uh eh. 400 golden. It's like, eh, 400 golden. You know, I like scenarios. that make you think, you know, outside the box, all sorts of stuff. So, uh, this time he's proposing a scenario that's kind of based on King of the Hill, which is great. Uh, make a 2x2 two two area center of the map, so a very small area. Uh, if it occupies multiple elevations, it's considered to be the highest level of elevation among the four squares. At the end of your turn, if you control... So, King of the Hill, you choose 2x2 two two area, so four squares of map map clear terrain, If the map has elevation it's going to be considered the highest elevated terrain amongst the four squares so if there's like elevation three on the map this is elevation four or whatever at the beginning of your turn if you control a figure occupying this terrain no other player does score one tenth of the build total if not playing a timed game victory upon scoring the build total that's really cool so like as long as you're there at the end of the turn you score like a little bit of the build which is really sweet uh, I think it's really cool. It kind of works with how King of the Hill works in other games. I know certain other games, it's like you control a point. See, me, King of the Hill is like Team Fortress 2, so you control the hill, and then in three minutes, whoever controls it at the end, you win. So either way, I think King of the Hill is really cool. What, how do you feel about it?
1: Um, I like that idea. Uh, I love, love, love scenarios for Hero Clicks. I actually have a notebook full of stuff that I like to run. Um, you know, cuz you got to keep it mixed up. You can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I actually probably will be using this scenario at my venue. Um, my only cre- uh, question would be, I guess, is that if there are two people up, uh in that, you know, opposing character and you know, somebody from your force, do you both score that uh, those points or that, uh, for occupying the king of the hill
0: space? Uh, you know, I would assume only one person can be the king of the hill, right? You have to ah. at least get one person off and it only counts if there's a single character up there. So, yeah, so Super Strength and Force Blast, as well as having a lot of charge and combat reflexes, can help you out in Kingdom of the Hill. That is a close of our podcast. We finished up Community. I'm so happy we had Zach on. Uh, Zach, is there anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye to the listener?
1: Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, on February 2nd... Hold on, let me pull it up real fast. I apologize. We're running an ROC qualifier... Um, we had a local gentleman, unfortunately, had a tragic death in his family. And as that happens, when that, you know something bad happens, the community pulls together um, and we're throwing a uh, a, pro, a benefit. 100 percent of the proceeds of the benefit are going to be going to uh, the family to help with things. Um, a bunch of people have donated PJ Bowling, uh, myself, Critical Hit Customs. Uh, I think Howard Brock is sending a Molnir to uh, get raffled off. So there's a little, you know, we just, uh it's February 2nd at Eternal Games. We'd love to have some more people come out for that and uh, check it out. And uh, my, my second thing is, is uh, I get uh, sponsored to do videos for a page. Um, it's called Critical Hit Customs. They make uh, waterproof tokens and, uh, you know, it's they're really cheap. I believe they're only a dollar. But uh, currently right now we're doing a giveaway for a Thanos copter. They do giveaways about once a month and it's always ranging stuff from, tokens to very hard to get con le's and uh if you guys need anything made just hit those guys up facebook search them and uh also brian Pauling again i hate you
0: all right i'm feeling loving the room so as a reminder <laughs> uh you can find dial h on twitter at dial h for hero clicks. that's the number four you can find us on facebook page at facebook.com slash dial h for hero clicks spelt out f-o-r-e we're on itunes we're on podbean and, you know, we kind of show up on some random, like, podcast sites that kind of, you know, take podcasts from know whatever, so that's cool. If you want to email into the show, it's Heroclux at gmail.com. Go ahead, and if you think we give value in your life, we work up value for value model on our Patreon. So if you want to send a bucket to two our way, that's always appreciated. And if you want to get merch for your money, like Deadpool has merch for his money, uh, you can check out our Redbubble store. There's a couple of designs up there. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. And the normal Dial H for logo. And last but not least, I'm your host or at least I was this podcast thank you special guest zachary hooligan for being on and thank you for having
1: me. it's been a huge pleasure and i have had a great time
0: and that for hear clicks is brought to you by coolstuffinc.com Where you can find cool stuff in stock every day including all the latest hear singles and sealed products check them out at coolstuffinc.com happy trails <laughs>